Welcome to Street Smart Business. I'm Eric, and welcome Trevor Rood. How are you doing today, my friend? Wonderful, wonderful. So this is not your first time here. It's not. But I tell you what we're going to do. I want to go back, and, and we're going to explain to people what a Trevor Rood is. Okay. Um, just in case they never got to see the first episode. Um, but again, I think if this is something that you watch, you ought to have a pencil and paper sitting there, because I think there's going to be some good stuff here today. That if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, just getting started, been in it a while, uh, maybe frustrated with the current work situation, workforce situation, yeah. um, there should be some good stuff here today. Yeah. So let's start off, dude. Who is Trevor Root? Oh, I am a, uh, uh, I don't know who I am. Um, yeah, well, so remember I said about that pencil and paper, <laughs> put it away. <laughs> There's going to be nothing of quality coming out today. I enough of this yet. But, uh, well, I, I won't go into too much personal stuff, but on the, on the uh, professional level, uh, sign maker, graphic designer, um, I mean, really branding, um, and just an enjoyer of the creative. Uh, I understand. Uh, I guess hobbies and that kind of thing i i, I enjoy um camping traveling um reading now i never that was something i never never enjoyed but uh up the last couple of years i've been been uh, heavy into reading but um always learning always uh trying to expand um my knowledge on the the things i enjoy and the work that i create so now you mentioned reading is now uh I don't mean, call it a hobby. It's probably more of a non-negotiable part of every day now. Yeah, yeah. It's really not um, not something I let myself drift too far away from. Um, what do you read? Um, nonfiction. Okay. Um, mainly business books, uh, self-help type, uh, kind of all you know, helping myself personally, professionally, um, becoming a better leader. Um, anything that will help myself, my business, my family and the people around me. So what about the reading um, that caused it to be now a major part? I mean, what, what makes it so magnetic that you can't, now it's a, a non-negotiable? Well, I don't have any formal schooling. So to, to be able to grab knowledge from people who've done it, who've been there, who've been through the crap, um, <laughs> I, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the crap that I've been through as well, but... Uh, you know, seeing how other people have made it through and, and how they've succeeded and, and turned failures into success, um, trying to mirror and mimic those who have who have come before me. Sure. Um, now, do you have uh, um, World's Going to End Tomorrow in your pack and your backpack for survival? What's the two or three books that, you know, would be a no-brainer that you'd have to take them because you'd want to save them for humanity to see in the future? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go to the first book that, that started it all for me. Um, it was uh, given to me. My mom gave it to me, said it was something that I needed. And at the time, there was no book. I'm, I'm confident there was no book in the world that I needed more. Um, and it, it's a simple, simple concept, but uh, Mike McCallowitz, Profit First. Got you. Um, that... Uh, probably something I would have learned had I gone to school for business, um, but just something that um, I, I never focused on enough. And uh, man, when you can when you can pay yourself first, everything else kind of falls in place. Sure. Um, when you can take care of take care of the home, take care of yourself. Uh, you, you know, it's kind of like that oxygen mask in the in the plane you know if you can't take care of yourself you can't right. take care of others so that was that was the first one that kind of kicked it off and that was 2000 it was either 17 or 18 i think it was 17 that i got that so book. reading just has recently become like this oh yeah got you yeah um prior to 17 um i, I probably read more books now in a month or two than i've read from in my entire life from birth to the time I was 32 <laughs> including school <laughs> yeah oh yeah for sure um so yeah it's that that kind of jump started it and implementing the things that I've learned through reading and finding the value in that has just made me want to read more and you know not all and I don't physically read the books often I you know it's a lot of audiobooks sure but um you know when I do have time to sit down and actually open a book and read it uh, I really enjoy that so how much a how much a book cost? Is it like um, five hundred thousand? <laughs> well, get, 
depends on how you look at it, I guess. Um, you know, That's the value, not the cost. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't think I have – well, I, should, I shouldn't say I don't have an expensive book. I do have one expensive book. Um, but, uh, you know, 15 bucks. Yeah, so is that, that right there is something that anybody can do. Oh, That's yeah. not a barrier to entry. Sure. So if an entrepreneur is starting a business or, you know, somebody wants to start a side hustle – there literally is no excuse yeah, and, and if, no barrier entry to the knowledge required to do a good job at it, correct? And if you don't have the 15 and I have the book, I'll let you borrow it. Preach. So, you know, you've I've borrowed several from you. Exactly. And uh, Hey, by the way, where the hell are they? I've given them back. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the last one took a while, but I got it back to you. That's all right. You know, I but, charged interest. It's all good. But that is one of the other books. Mm-hmm. If, you know, you said yeah, you, to add th- to uh, give three, that, yep. uh, that's another one. And um, what is that book? To be quite honest with you, I don't remember the name of it offhand. Um, what you know what it is? Yeah, because the, you just the, told me, my mind just uh, went totally blank. It, it's an odd. It's an odd title. It's, it's not, Sydney Barrows. It's Sydney Barrows. Uh, she was the Mayflower Madam, right? Um, so you know, again, she ran a high escort, you know, high end escort service. And you know, the summary of the book, if I had to give it a one sentence thing, it was that you know she totally, totally through her experience learned human nature mm-hmm. and what excited people, what made them, what parted them from their money, you know, and how to de- uh, to deliver you know a one almost unmatchable service. Yeah. And the the term that I always like to pull from that book um, is experience design. You Best know, that, that should be tattooed on every entrepreneur, entrepreneur's, uh, you know, forearm, you know, maybe backwards on your forehead so you see it when you look in the mirror in the morning. Sure. Um, what did you take from the book? Uh, I, I think the the experience design is probably the most valuable chapter in that book. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I can't think of anything that's more valuable and more important in business than to create memorable experiences for customers um, you know, and that, that's right hand and goes hand in hand with branding. You know, your brand is what people think of you. And if, if you can't give them an experience that is, that sets you apart from your competition, there's really no reason for them to sh- not shop elsewhere. Um, if you can, if you can give them top tier customer service, great product and deliver every time, there is no competition. Um, and you know, that is, that is something that, you know, this book is something that I, I, I just read it a couple months ago and opened my eyes to everything that I was doing wrong and things that I want to work on and am, am working on. Um, but yeah, the experience design, taking care of the customer, uh, paramount. So I think there's a, we need to unpack that concept a little bit. And I want to come back because I I definitely want to know what your third book is. But, um, you know, I think one way to look at experience design, there's a couple things. There's another term for it is they call it uh, curated experience. And I like that definition sometimes better because it sounds like you're actually doing something. You are making and creating the design and, and designing every single client touch point throughout they don't know who you are all the way up to satisfied customer and then to return customer so you see a lot of these new businesses get started and you know great product great service but their way they answer answer their phone sucks or (laughs) their building's a shitbox you know there's all these things that just take away from all from their product and all of a sudden, it makes them, again, become makes them more vanilla. Instead of being in live, vivid, technicolor, the old 50s term, right? you know, they're, they're just the same. So what are, I mean, give me some, like, how would you design an experience for a client? Like, what are you doing in your business to create that experience from start to finish? So I've started drawing out a blueprint of what I want that experience to be. Um, and it, it starts... It starts before they even walk in the door. You know, Amen. creating the website that showcases what you what you do, but also who you are, who they're going to be working with. Um, the, the advertising that you put out there. We do some radio ads and that kind of thing. Um, we try to create uh, those ads that don't just get lost with all the other commercials that you hear when they pop up. 
Um, and then, then you pull in the driveway, the parking lot, and you see the storefront. You, you can see in the windows there's maybe some good lighting. Um, things are clean. Uh, and then you walk in the front door. What do you smell? What do you hear? Is there mm-hmm. music playing? What kind of music's playing? If you, you know, if there's a smell, is it an old musky building or is it you know? We currently are working with cedar. I have I have ah, some, very cool. some diffusers in the shop um, that we put cedar in. Trying some different things that when I walk in, I know I can close my eyes and I know I'm in Falkhorn. Mm-hmm. Um, I can close my eyes. I can hear what's going on. I can I can smell. You know, it doesn't doesn't smell like nothing. You know, there's actual scent that that you notice when you walk in um you know i like being able to hear work going on in the back so we have our shop that's in the back but you can hear the things going on you can hear the printers running you can hear the screen print that's huge you know and you know you so when a when a customer is waiting for you know maybe they Haley has to come back and grab me real quick they they can hear the environment and hear what's going on um all the way to you know our our boxes that we put our shirts in, mm-hmm. you know, we package our shirts. It's printed, has foghorn on it, um, has a little motivational saying printed on the top of it before you open it up. Um, uh, currently, it's there's no limit to your greatness or something like that. I, I can't remember which one we're using right now, but Confucius. I, yes, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then you know things that we aren't doing yet that we want to do follow-ups and questionnaires and thank you notes even when we start sending out thank you letters just that whole experience from before they even meet us till you know weeks or months after they've used our services we are creating that experience um so that you know there's a lot that i just talked about that we are doing there's a lot we aren't doing there's more that i want to do um you know, 24 hours in a day. So, well, here's the thing I think it's important. I mean, there's a couple of life, I mean, business lessons that can be drawn from that. One is you're never going to be done with this. Right. It's always going to be evolving, fluid, changing, because you're going to get feedback back and realize, hey, the cedar is what I found out. People can be allergic to cedar. (laughs) This dude blew up in my freaking (laughs) waiting area. So there's one is, is you're always going to be changing and adapting. Um, Number two is, uh, I think that you're in a business that they have other choices. So the, the, the lesson to be drawn is you're doing everything you can to compete with 199 on the internet. Yeah. So a lot of, I can see like a mechanic or, you know, a tow truck guy, a contractor going, I'm not freaking putting cedar in anything, you know, and thinking it's not important. Well, I'm not saying cedar or, or, you know, those type of things is perfect for their business. But I am saying that today, more than ever in our history, the consumer has choices. So all of a sudden, we're standing up on the pedestal. You know, they're up on the pedestal looking down. I I make it like a rock concert. They're the rock star in the rock concert. And they're looking out in the stadium show. And this is all their choices that they have to make when it comes to who am I going to give this 50 bucks to this 20 bucks to this thousand dollars to and all of a sudden you're just one of the hundred thousand standing in the in the way Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden when you put um effort into the minutest details that has a subconscious impact of if they're this concerned about their packaging how much concern did they do put into the quality of the job or the work that they're doing and then that's easily visible. You know, you want to make it as easy as possible for them to part with their money. Sure. So kudos. I mean, this that that alone, you could shut this podcast off right now. And if your business just focused strictly on taking an audit of every single touch point that you have with your client and doing anything in your power to make that more pleasing, uh, more you know, easier for them to part with money. Make them happy, make them referable. Again, shut the damn podcast off and go get to work on it because yeah. that that's priceless. So, yeah. and I would say that you know that book, and I, I've told we'll, you before. We'll make sure that we stick it when we yeah. post a video. We'll make sure yeah. we have it down there with a link. Yeah. Good luck finding it's a it. Hard book to find. <laughs> Good luck finding it's a it. Hard book to find. You no, know, we should throw one up for auction for like a charity. We'll oh, throw one of man. them up and get people to bid on it. I uh, there's. 
there, the number is high on what it would take for me to not mm-hmm. buy that book if I. I told you my free it. story, right? I get it. Okay, just saying. You did, but <laughs> I, you know, I ended up buying. You can't really buy them new anymore. No, they're all used. They're no. not in print, um, which is crazy. I actually, to be actually honest, since our last mastermind group. I did try to reach out to her via her website, which I'm not sure. You know, she's got to be upper 70s now, I'm yeah. guessing. And I tried to reach out to her through her um, website to say, hey, you know, I think there's a second printing that I think you could sell the heck out of this. Um, are you interested? You know, how can I help? I think your book has value. And I've never heard I back. Heard but I don't think, again, I can't speak to, you know, her health, her age. Or, sure. I, she would have to be upper 70s now. I would think so. But you think back, I mean, again, back when she was pioneering, I mean, we're looking at, you know, late 70s through the 80s, early 90s. I mean, yeah, innovative. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she was, she got it. Uh, there just, just no, it is the most valuable book I own. Um, it was the most expensive, but, and also the return on that is Probably be, be even larger than the oh, other books. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, probably combined. The other thing, too, is I think is awesome. It just proved that you can steal things that work from any business. Yeah. I mean, we're st- we just stole a whole bunch of stuff from an escort service. Yeah. And what's, what's, what's the point in re- reinventing the wheel when it's all there? Exactly. Everything's there to become successful, to take care of your business and the customers that you serve. It, everything's out there. And it can be accessed so easily. Um, and it's through books and that, that's been my education, yep. you know, other, aside from hard knocks, you know, the school of hard knocks, but, um, books have been, you know, I've spent on books in the last three years, less than what I would have spent on room and board for a quarter right. at college yep. and have the return I've gotten on that. And the value I've gotten out of that is far greater than it, than anything I would have spent going to school. Sure. Um, you know, the, the big thing is implementation. Mm-hmm. Know, implementing you know, reading's you only read half all, of it yeah it's not even half reading's five percent <laughs> right i mean you know implement, if you're not implementing it you can read every book in the world it doesn't mm-hmm. matter um so that's a struggle that i've had is you know ha- making the time to implement and and really digging in um not to say i haven't done any of it but it's you know, right now especially yeah. um with you know the lack of help that we have as small business owners sure um which I'm sure we're going to argue about tough. here in a bit. Probably, probably, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's certainly certainly something that I probably need to put as a higher priority in in my daily tasks. But um, it's, it, it is some, definitely something that I'm not brushing to the side. Right. So, well, I think if we can solve that issue for most businesses, that would be a, a gazillion dollar idea. Yeah. Because we're not alone. I mean, I've. I struggle with the same things you struggle sure. with. And, and really, I mean, I was, you know, out visiting a client and thought, you know what? Hey, I'm going to stop and get a sandwich quick. This is not a hard 75 or whatever the hell that was called. <laughs> we uh, can so talk I, about so that I, too. So I whip into an Arby's down around Ashland, Ohio, and hop out of my car, go to walk in, yank the door, closed. And a big sign around the door says, well, due to staffing issues, we're only, we're drive through only. Yeah. You know, even a big national chain is having the same problems that, you know, Bill's Towing has on Main Street, Ohio. Yeah. Well, when Cedar Point's paying $20 an hour to wash dishes, yeah. that tells you something. Yeah. I mean, man, wow. It's unreal. No kidding. So yeah. what's book number three? Okay. So, wow. Um, when you first asked me, I knew exactly what book number three was. And then when we were just talking, I thought, well, maybe maybe that's not book number three. <laughs> Um, I, I'm I'm struggling between two, but I'll, I'll give you one. Who not how? Mm-hmm. Who not how is uh, man fantastic book, and it, it really coincides with what Who we were just that? talking about. Um, was it Dan Sullivan? Dan Sullivan's the he's, mind. He's the it. mind behind it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the author. And we'll make sure we put that in in sure. the, the link too. Sure. Um, but you know, as we were just talking about finding help, mm-hmm. and you know, how to create time to get these other things done. Um, Who Not How is a great concept on spending the money on people Mm -hmm. and people who can get the job done, Um, who can take things off your plate to free you up to get the things that you really need to be focusing on done. Um, Because like it or not, 
you're probably only good at a couple things. But as a small business owner, you have to do hundreds of you things. You wear all the hats. You wear all of them. Mm-hmm. So if you can put people in place that will take care of things that aren't your strong suit, um, that frees you up to do the things that you're good at. And yep. it, you're, you know, your business can grow at a much more rapid pace than if you try to do everything. In fact, often it won't grow at all if you try to do it all, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that I've experienced and in, in the middle of experiencing, and it, it probably hit me several other times in life. Um, but if you can put people in place who are better at you at certain things, um, it, it makes you better, it makes the people around you better, it makes your business better, serves your customers better, everything's taken care of. So uh, who not how that that's got to be a top three book. The the cool thing about that book conceptually is it's something that <laughs> this is what this is why Dan Sullivan and again former Norwalk Norwalk native he actually graduated from is Saint, that right I did he not actually know gradu- that. graduated from St Paul High School wow. uh, met him several times and uh, you know I would love to to have him on here to chat but he is Man. he is I mean. He, Probably the coach to to the millionaires that there is out there, billionaires. Yeah. yeah. Um, who not how? I think the thing that's cool about that is a lot of us as employers now, as small business owners, we always think about if we're going to get help, it's going to be a hire. Well, part of the concept concept in the book is also collaboration. Mm-hmm. And I think for you know a lot of small businesses, the workforce is the workforce. You know, but we know guys that get kick ass and get stuff done are other business owners. So we may have to really work hard on strategic partnerships to collaborate on things to make sure, you know, whether it's trading labor, you know, whether, the, right. you know, you use your ability, I'll use mine for you, use, your, use yours for mine. Um, I think that's going to become a bigger and bigger piece of how we're all going to get work done out here in small town USA. I think you're right. Um, cause again, you know, we can hire somebody, but if, if I can get $15 flipping fries, you know, and again, I'm going to be honest you know, this isn't going to last. No. Um, if you want the 15 bucks, you better get in and get, you know, get in, get after it because, uh, that will correct itself. Yeah. You know, each job, no matter what the pay is, has to ultimately deliver value above what the cost is. Yes. And I'm here to say that I'm 99% sure that we don't. $15 an hour to flip fries is not where we're going to end up. No. Um, you know, we're even seeing, you know, even McDonald's. I was in one the other day. We have to, you know, we ordered virtually. There was not a person. Is that right? You know, and it wasn't a choice. I've went into places where it was a choice. You could do it okay. at the, you know, at a kiosk or you could go now, kiosk only. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, eight, it's happening. $8,000 kiosk. Yeah. Wow. It doesn't take too many payrolls to pay for that puppy. Nope. You know. So definitely changing. So what was the book you were tossing back and forth with? Hunak? Because, I mean, so far these three have been outstanding choices for any entrepreneur or any small business. Sure. Um, I'm much better at a, at a top five list, but a top three okay, is, is tough. Okay, dude, we'll do freaking five. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> What's number four? Okay, number four is going to be Principles by Ray Dalio. That's a tough read. It's a but tough well read, it. but it's it's a it's a book that you can open to any page. You don't have to read it from no, no, start to finish. No, no, it's not meant that way. It's not meant that yeah. way. Um, it's, uh, and it, and it's also not meant, it, it's not strictly a business book. This is mm-hmm. a, this is a lifestyle. Um, and just, you know, the principles of life, the principles of business, how to implement, how to act on them. Um, his book, it's been a long time since I've read his book. Mm-hmm. His was one of the first that I read. It was, it was probably one of the first five that it's I read. It's damn near like 800 pages if I It's a right. huge book. Yeah, it's it's a paperweight. It's huge. Yep. Um, but it, it is really one of the books that you can open up any page and implement. It, it's, it's applicable to life, to mm-hmm. business. Um, such a great book. Um, and it, it's hard to pinpoint exactly one thing that it talks about because it just it's just all over the place it's i call it an operating system yeah yeah it's it's more it's not more it's not really instructional it's actually more of an operating system for decision making Mm -hmm. you know for implementation it's not really giving you the ultimate answer it's more about giving you the process to think yeah decide create collaborate that type of a thing. Yeah, yeah, and he, I mean, there's an app that he has, and it's just. Uh, I haven't seen the app. The app is pretty cool, and he also has a newsletter that he sends out. Um, but it, it just kind of breaks. How it much down. did that app cost? It was free. Oh, okay. How much? How about the newsletter? How much did that cost? Free. 
No shit. Yeah. Right. The barrier to entry to get into business is tough. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> um, but yeah, principles. That's a great one. That's a great one. Okay, wise ass number five. All right, creating magic, Lee Cockrell. <laughs> oh, now see, I would never have pictured that book in your top five. I Is get that it. right? No, okay. no, I, I get it. Okay. I get it. Huh? You, there's a lot of books you just leapfrog that puppy over. <laughs> I, oh, I know. And it, it's so hard. It, it is so hard to create a list of the top. You know, there's right. there's there's so many that I could group together. Um, but creating magic kind of goes hand in hand with you know, my number two book that I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Um, but it, it, it is really, if you're not taking care of your customer, there's, you're creating competition for yourself. Yep. Um, if you can take care of the customer, there's no competition. I mean, and creating magic is experience design. It is, it is, it is exactly. It is experience <laughs> Just, design. Yeah. So it's, you know, maybe I shouldn't have that as a top five because it is so similar to, but he, it comes at it from a whole... It does. It's the same basis. Right. So Lee Cockrell was, I don't know his title, but he came from Disney. Yes. Um, and if if anyone has been to Disney, I have not. I've never been to a Disney no. resort or anything. I won't go either. But <laughs> yeah, I probably won't either. But um, you know, the, the, the behind the scenes of the things they do to make sure that they're... they're you know, the, the people that show up to their amusement parks and their hotels and their... They have so many different things. The, the the behind the scenes of what they do to make sure that everything's magical, yep, um, is unreal. There's nothing. There's nothing that that if you were to walk through that park wasn't designed to make your experience mm-hmm. the greatest. Down to where they put trash cans. I mean, it's yep. it's unreal. So experience design it might be the mo- most important thing. Yep, it may be the most most important thing aside from knowing your numbers. Um. Yeah, but that's not as fun to talk about. It's not, but if you you know if you <laughs> take care important. of experience design, your numbers are going to be fine. Yep. So, yeah. I'd like to add, I think a book that would be, if we t- wanted to create a trilogy for uh, Sidney Barrow's book, um, Creating Magic, would be The New Gold Standard mm. by Dr. Joseph Michelli. Yeah. Um, he That's the one where he goes in and he, he's embedded in, in the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah. And uh, the backstory alone about how the Ritz-Carlton became the Ritz-Carlton is an intriguing and interesting story of entrepreneurship and, you know, the, the human spirit to be better. But then when you hear about how kind of the same story about, you know, the thing that makes the Ritz-Carlton so valuable is their CRM, yeah. the Customer Resource Man- Management mm-hmm. Software, is, you know, I've... I've Stayed there. I was going to say you have experience with yeah. With a and lot I've of paid that. to send Tracy and like her trainer to go there and you know for a weekend work out and chill out and pamper themselves. And every time I call, hey, Mister Brown, yeah. how you doing? Yeah. Now, last time, last time that you sent your wife Tracy here, you bought roses for the room. Would you like us to do that again, or would you like us to upscale that a little bit? We just have we we found a new masseuse in town. That is everybody that's had him here is just mesmerized by it would you like me to schedule that or would you like me to do something different i'm just like who are you people yeah because today i mean honestly and truly tell me today in your everyday life how many times you're wowed a week zero maybe once i'm gonna actually go <laughs> negative there you because go. there's more time i mean if zero baseline is i'm ambivalent i'm not happy and not sad i'm just present you know, and, and a wow experience would give me plus one. Sure. And a negative experience would be negative one. I'd probably be probably negative, negative four to seven. Yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah. Because nobody does their job. Yeah. I mean, if I hear, well, because of COVID, one more fucking time, <laughs> I'm going to lose my <laughs> shit. Because that's not an excuse. You know, and, and again, it just seems like the world and our business community even is being lulled into passivity. To where it's okay to be mediocre. It's okay to be vanilla. And what's made our country the best country on the planet is because vanilla was never good enough. I want Neapolitan. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? <laughs> to piggyback off of what you just said, the you know, blaming things on COVID, I actually caught myself doing it yesterday. Oh, and dude, I, I wish did. it was to me. Well, that here's, the thing. Awesome. here's the thing. It might as well, might as well have been because <laughs> as soon as I said it, your head popped in 
popped your face popped right into my mind and i was like oh shit right eric would slap me across the face right now <laughs> so you it, you know it's oh, working there it's you working. go you, you are embedded in dreams. there you are haunting yeah, my mind life is working yeah because I, I said it yesterday and i was like oh if i'd have said that to eric man i'd have right. a black eye right now yep so but yeah so like in a customer uh, service yes yeah, so yeah. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i dropped the ball and it you know it was yeah truly because of you know the the situation in the world right now and mm-hmm. not having the help needed well you're but. kind of to be perfectly i mean i'm not defending using covid but to be honest right now if you have to wait for supplies to create your product right now the supply chain is screwed oh it's terrible and i was just having a conversation this morning um because we do a lot of um, parents orders for local sports teams where we'll put together a a, a sheet an order form of 15 now eight different items mm-hmm. with a design printed on them. Uh, a coach will give it to all this, all the players. They give it to their parents. They order it two weeks later, bring it back to us. We then right. order things in and deliver. Sure. Which up to a year and a half ago is no problem. Right. Oh, it never has never been a problem. Um, and then, uh, you know, we have one that's it's coming up, but it's not f- until November. They want to get this order form now. And I said, I can't put that together right now. Because I know that of these eight items, all eight could be out of stock in November. And it might be March before I can get them. So what we're going to have to do is just the day before they want to hand it out, I'll have to see what's in stock, what's available, put it together. Uh, and it's probably going to be our last parent order for a while. Yeah. Because I... Isn't that something? It's sad. I can't, I can't guarantee the product. And if I can't guarantee the product, I know what's going to happen and... Only one to, person gonna lose in that scenario. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's rough right now. Supply chains are they're terrible, and I just would you see the article the other day in the news that all the boats say, sitting off sitting out of California, coast, yeah, fifty some boats sitting out there, and yeah. it's because they can't get in because the ports are full because the boats that are there can't get emptied because there aren't enough truck drivers. Yeah, like man. So it's it's gonna get worse before it gets better. So, I guess in red hindsight. Paying people not to work. Good idea, bad idea. <laughs> Whew, it is a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, and I don't even know. I'm so far removed from that at this point. I don't even know if they're still getting the extra amount. I have no idea. But even if they're not, I think a lot of people got used to not having to wake up at 7 o'clock and get ready sure. and go to work and, and found found a way to survive on a less money. And they're okay with well, for a while, and, you if know, you didn't pay your rent, and they couldn't get kicked out. Right. So that took my biggest expense a month right off the table. Right. And can I blame them? I No. I mean, someone who needs that assistance? Yeah. I, why would I? I can't blame them for taking advantage if it's there. Yep. But yep. it's, it's like I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And mm-hmm. it, I don't see The slide is not better. over yet. No. We've not hit the bottom. No. No. It's, I think, uh, I know in my industry... Um, I think I think we'll hit bottom. I think we still have another six months before we hit bottom. Imagine going through your. I would assume that Christmas time is probably your one of your it's busiest times. Yeah, yeah. That you know how how can you sell something you don't have? So you can right. have the best experience design. You can have the best client experience, and have nothing to sell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That that's very tough. I I actually just got an email from one of my major suppliers this week mm-hmm. um usually i order and i get the stuff next day i just got an email saying i can expect them to ship within 10 business days i can't operate like that no i mean so what i can do is uh shift my focus on what i'm offering to things that i know that i can get in quickly right, right. now that's on the signage side sure um the apparel side is just when covid hit all apparel manufacturers stopped making shirts and started making masks. And they have not been able to catch up. Well, thank God. Not because e- those have been so effective. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Thanks for sacrificing for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I mean, I think the uh, I think the intent was there. I think the intentions were good. Um, good intentions don't mean shit, though, anymore. It's true. It's very true. That's a liberal mindset. Yeah. Well, I tried to do good. Yeah, We're, dude, we live in a results-driven. That, hey, I exactly tried to make it. money, Mr. Banker, so I can't make my loan payment because that's my exactly business sucks. But I tried really hard. No longer living in a world where uh, the intention 
is more important. Timmy than... gets a trophy even if he sucks? Yeah. 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 So I, I do believe that the intent was good. I, I, But I also know that, as you said, we are in a world of results. And sure. And if, if you can't deliver, it doesn't matter what the intention was. Sure. Because if I can't get these shirts done, no one's going to be happy about that. And people are starting – initially, people were very understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is slowly deteriorating. <laughs> We're 18 months into this now, dude. Yeah. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Now they expect me to have, like, well, why haven't you spent $50,000 on inventory so it's all sitting in your shop? And so I could read your mind and know that three months from then you mm-hmm. would need this shirt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I have great customers. Yep. And most are very understanding. Yep. But I think that's going to be – it's only going to last so long. Right. So what do you do about that? I mean, what's your strategy? Because well, like I said, I, I have to focus on the things that I know I can get in and I can know I can deliver on. And that mm-hmm. right now is in the signage world. Um, you know, I, I haven't I've, – I've, I've experienced uh, price increases but no shortage of materials. Um, so I can adjust that. That's no problem. If I can, if I can still deliver, um, then we're good. Um, so – I can only control what I can control, and if I have to shift my focus away from, you know, apparel is over 50% of what we do. But if I have to shift my focus over to the 45% of what we do and create and turn that into 100% of what we do, that's what I'll do. Um, I have to survive. Sure. Um, I have employees who have families that need taken care of, and my employees are my family. Yep. Um. I'm going to make sure we're doing whatever we can to make it through this time. It'll come back. Things will be great again. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to happen. Um, it's America. It's America. I mean, this is what we do. We've mm-hmm. been doing this since we, you know, since we were founded. So uh, we'll make it through. I'm positive of that. And the and those who stick it out and make it through are really going to reap some rewards. I, I feel strongly about that. Um, so if you're giving some advice right now. It's a great time for this. If you're giving some advice right now and another small business owner is talking to you and going, dude, I am scared right now. What are some things in your mind that you would tell them that would help set them up to survive and maybe thrive during the next 18 to 24 when the potential is for shit to go sideways? Sure. Um, You're not done unless you decide you're done. Mm -hmm. That's really, I I really truly believe that. Um, If... You know, right now we make we make apparel and signage. In eighteen months, who I knows? Can make a we, mask. Exactly. We. I. Who, I mean, we could be. <laughs> right. I, we could be painting murals. I don't know. Yep. Um. You. You have to be fluid. You have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to adapt. Um. You can't be too proud. Um. That's the hardest one for entrepreneurs. Yeah. I'm. I'm for me. You have to be okay sure. with failure. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of failure here in the next 18 to 24 months, but it doesn't mean it's the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just one more way that doesn't work. Yep. Um, being able to adapt, being, being okay with saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to, I've had to learn how to say no a lot in the last prior to COVID. Explain even. what no means to, I mean, we know what no means. So there's a lot of a lot of different ways that I say no, um, and a lot of different reasons I have to. Um, so for me, um, I, when I first started, there was nothing I would say no to as far as a project that came through the front door. Um, I do believe that that was a good call at the time. It, it got me. Got to eat. You got to <laughs> eat. You know, especially starting up when you're when you're young in business. Um, don't be too proud to take on the job that's going to only pay you five bucks because you don't know what that's going to turn into. And in fact, I can, I can attest to that. Um, you know, I had a customer who came in for a an eight dollar decal back in had to have been two thousand ten, about a year in of when I started my business. Uh, that customer is now one of my biggest clients. Year Just proves you never know. You never know. You never know. So you know that's always in the back of my head too. Like, oh shit, I'm saying no. This could become a fifty thousand dollar a year client. Right. But you also have to be able to take care of those who you're currently serving, and uh, you know if that's going to take away from. Well, if you, you know, go back to like let's say 
let's go back three years ago, prior mm-hmm. to COVID. Mm-hmm. You were staffed that you could handle a little job like that. Yes. Yeah. You know, so there to sit here and say that we should never say no to a client or that we should always say no to a job that doesn't pay us money today, mm-hmm. both of those are fallacies. Sure. You know, it, it comes back to where you're at specifically at that at time, that time. snapshot. Now when we're quote-unquote in survival mode, all of a sudden it's more important for efficiency. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's got to have a green number when we total it down at the bottom of the page. Can't sure. have a black number, a red number. Right. Um, it becomes more important to be picky. So I think that's a – there's so many times even today, take business that really long-term is going to be a draw on the entire business. Mm-hmm. But again, we were our in our DNA is service, and we always want to take care of the community, take right. care of our people, whether it makes sense financially for us or not. Yeah. So blessing and a curse. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, we have to be vigilant on, you know, where we're at, where the economy's at, where our client base is at. It may be very apropos to go ahead and just say, "Dude, I'm sorry. You know, I would normally do this." Right now, we are all hands on deck. I'm struggling to get, you know, supplies yeah. in. I want to take care of you. And in the future, as soon as I can handle a job like this, you'll be the first one I call. Yeah. But as of today, I cannot. Yeah. And I think, in general, most people understand that. Sure. Uh, we have a new term called Karens. They're never going to get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so you, I don't even never, try anymore. Never going to make everyone happy. Right. All the time. You just can't. And so from a strategy standpoint... You know, like outside of the high, we just went 30,000 feet. Mm-hmm. You know, you know it's going to be tough. You're going to have to have resilience. All we 100% spot on accurate. What are some little things that people listening to this today should consider? And again, I'm not asking for three or 10 or whatever, but is there something that you think that, hey, if I know the next 18 to 24 could get really sideways? What are some things I should do to set my business up so I have the best chance of living beyond the 18 to 24 months? Uh, Simplify. Mm -hmm. I I think a lot of us, and I am incredibly guilty of this, is trying to do everything for every customer who walks through the front door. Um, Find out what you're good at. What what can you knock it out of the park? What does good mean in that case? What you can provide a quality service, uh, a quality product in a reasonable amount of time, you know, depending on the project, um, and and not taking on those jobs that are going to push away, push those other jobs back. Um, you know, I've I've even even prior to COVID, I this is something I was working on. Mm. Uh, Pareto's principle, the eighty <laughs> twenty. Yep. You know, find out where. That you know, you can break anything in the world down to this eighty twenty. It's it's unreal. It, it's flawless. It, it's crazy. Yeah. But you find where eighty percent of your revenue comes from, and it usually comes from twenty percent of the products that you products or services that you provide. Mm-hmm. Focus on that. Don't worry about this other eighty percent. You're going to piss people off because oh, I came in last year and you did it for me. Right. Okay. This is this year. The world's changed. We're not <laughs> right. doing this right. anymore. Right. Um. You really find out where you're where you're most profitable. Find out the things. It doesn't even have to be profit. I mean, you have to have the profit, but it also you can look at it as what do you enjoy doing the most? Because if you enjoy doing it, you're going to do it better than anything else you're doing. Right. So find that 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 twenty percent that provides you the eighty percent of joy, that provides you the eighty percent of your revenue, provides you eighty percent of your success. Focus on that. Simplify. Get rid of all the bullshit. And focus on the things that you love doing that that pay the bills that can get you through this. Because no matter what you're doing, you can find that 20%. If you know your numbers, if you have, sure. I mean, you, it doesn't even have, like I said, it doesn't have to be numbers. It can be just a feeling. Do what you enjoy doing. Do what's paying the bills. You can get through this lull in, you know, in the grand scheme of things, this is going to be a little blip. You're going to look back at it in 20 years and be like, oh, yeah, remember that time when we had to, yeah. you know, go back to basics and chances are if you go to basics you may never even come back to the other stuff you were doing um if you learn the lesson if you learn the lesson Mm -hmm. if you learn the lesson and it you know could slowly trickle back over time but uh you know you can take 
20% of the of the 100, then you can 20% that, you can 20% that, and you can really come down to one product that you just absolutely knock it out of the park every single time. And people come from everywhere mm-hmm. to because you do it the best. Um, man, that's something that I want to do so bad. And <laughs> I've worked on it, and, you know, we've, we've really whittled things down. Um, you know, I went through the qu- clockwork – uh, coaching program a couple years ago and that was one of the things that we worked on and i in the process i eliminated 53 products that we offered in 53 53 now that wasn't 80 percent of everything we offered but man to knock out 53 that's a lot products that i never have to do again because they just weren't worth it mm-hmm. you know how much time that freed up now if, did you if totally i eliminate wouldn't have them done, or yeah, did you 100 percent eliminated gone. them gone. if i wouldn't have done that two years ago <clears throat> three years ago I'd be I'd be gone right now because I wouldn't be able to handle the workload coming in, or I'd be mm-hmm. pissing a bunch of people off at the one time. Right. Um, so yeah, I eliminated fifty three products, that, and they were crazy. they were little things. They weren't you know it wasn't. Um, They're all wasn't things that made sense crazy, at the time. But it was all things that made sense at the time, and you know just sitting here talking about this right now makes me want to go back to the shop today. <laughs> And eliminate 53 well, more. we'll see where you go. We'll now, follow you. I'll tell you what. If you did a follow-up tomorrow, I bet you I'm going to eliminate some things tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just made sense. And, it, and I haven't even looked back at those. I don't. To be honest with you, I could probably name a couple, but I can't. Name, I couldn't name half of the things we got rid of because it's been so long since we've done them. And I just don't miss them that much. Right. Well, the companion is, let's flip the coin. 80% of the problem, problems, the BS... What comes from 20% of the product. Sure. So yep. you can flip it the other way. Yes. So like in my case, 80% of my nightmares came from 20% of my clients. My answer? See ya. Fire 20% of my clients. Yeah. And again, that sounds cruel and harsh. But again, if 80% of the problems are coming from those 20, are those 20 honestly being served to the point where they're satisfied, happy, and they're having a wow experience. No, exactly. And if you can send them to someone else who will take care of them, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Yep. Everybody wins. And in fact, they may refer someone to you because they said, you know, he mm-hmm. it was something he couldn't do. Yep. And he he was honest with us about that. Yep. Sent us to someone who took care of us exactly the way we needed to be. But yep. I think what you're looking for, he might take care of. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it may be a tough conversation to have, but... Oh, they're easy now. Yeah, they're, they're kind of fun. The first one sucks. <laughs> you know, again, because we, we build it up and make it way worse. Because, again, most of us, generally speaking, are people pleasers. Yeah. You know, truly. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, but it's hard to run a business profitably and be a people pleaser. You and that doesn't sound right. We just talked about experience design. Eric, what the hell are you saying? I'm just saying that we all have and should know our ideal client. Right. And you are designing that experience for your ideal client. You're not designing not it for everybody. everyone. Yes. So, you know, you know the, 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 the customer experience, that experience design is not meant to bring in everyone. It's meant to actually whittle down the bullshit mm-hmm. and bring in the ones who will appreciate that scent of cedar when they walk through the front door they will right. appreciate the, the they'll think about the box that's printed and like if they're paying attention to that they're paying attention even more to my product and those are the clients you want yeah i mean i want the clients that know that we appreciate them i want them to appreciate the things that we're doing for them um yeah i, I think the experience design really is to whittle down mm-hmm. everyone who doesn't appreciate that because i don't i mean sure i'll do the work for you but those who are like, oh, man, this place looks cool. I'll walk right. in. Ooh, this place feels – it's a neat feeling. I you, got to you've talk got to it. Trevor yeah. himself. Yeah, that happens. The real guy. <laughs> you know, I, I need – I think uh, I, I was going to ask for his autograph, but I got a little, ne- I got a little <laughs> nervous. Well, uh, hey, I have one more thing I want to talk about before we okay. take it because our bourbon glasses are getting they're, empty. They're pretty empty. Um, you said back, we've talked about know your numbers now has come out two or three times. And I don't want to just leave it hang there as a generic. Um, can you explain as much as you feel comfortable with mm-hmm. your personal experience of what know your numbers means? Because I think it's probably, you know, again, I'm married to an accountant. Sure. Okay. So she gets to see 
when that isn't the case. And when we talk about small entrepreneurs, which is our, I mean, that's our lifeblood. I, those are my people. Yeah. I will go to war, go to bat, whatever, for those small entrepreneurs. I love them to death. Mm-hmm. Um, they espouse everything that I believe in. But they didn't get into business to be an accountant. Exactly. They didn't get into business to understand what margin means. Mm-hmm to what return on capital means, to understand what their debt to equity percentages are. I didn't I didn't focus on that until I was eight, nine years in. <laughs> you know, when I got that Better book, late than never. That book Profit First. I <laughs> mean, my my business really started as just a side hustle. Right. It was just a oh I can make some extra money doing this. I like doing it, so yeah. when I get paid for it. It was fun. I had a good time doing it and mm-hmm. uh it just kind of snowballed into what it's become. Um but I, I don't know that it, when I first started, I thought, oh, wow, in a year. It only took a year from me starting this side hustle to quitting my job and doing it full time, renting a space and going at it. Um, Numbers change when all of a sudden my payroll's got to come shit, from it. Yeah, they do. And when then I'm subsidizing I'll tell you payroll. what, numbers change even more when you have uh, employees that repl- that rely on that, the, the getting paid every two weeks or every week yes. or however you have Preach it. on. I mean that that's when it really gets real. Doing it yourself like okay, I didn't get paid this week, you know, I've got I can pay my bills but <laughs> it's on me. you know, oh, shit. But you know, every 2 weeks or every week, your employees are if you don't pay them, they're not going to show up. <laughs> right. Now, I would tell you that if if there was a time that I couldn't pay my employees, I think the crew that I have right now would be like, it's okay. We understand. We know you'll make it right. It's just because I've I've been able, I've been blessed with a couple who are just wow. Yeah, amazing, but um, but yeah, knowing your numbers, um, if you want to figure out how to do that in a very basic sense, the, the profit first book yes. is really what did it for me. Yeah, um, and and really paying yourself first, paying the business, make sure your taxes are taken care of, and then uh, whatever's left is what you have to operate on. It really makes you look at okay. I was ha- I was spending way too much over here. I you know this isn't necessary. I need to downsize a little bit. Um, yeah, you don't have to know your numbers the way an accountant knows your numbers. Right. But you have to know, you know, this this is my this is my overhead. This is my set dollar amount that I have to hit every month. Whatever's left over is gravy. Great. Um, because I don't know. I mean, I know my numbers. You've come a long way since I've known you, dude. Yeah, I'm sure I have. Yeah, yeah.